Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Wrestling Nostalgia. I'm your host, Dave Dynasty. Uh, this is a special episode uh, that I have put together uh, that I wanted to do to pay tribute and to remember Steve J.T. Branham. Uh, for anybody who has uh, pretty much who has ever gone to an Indiana independent wrestling show in the past, I don't even know, 30 to 40 years probably, uh, you probably know Steve Branham. Uh, he has been involved in every aspect of this business in Indiana for for decades. Um, he 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 just he loved wrestling. He he was always there, always at shows. Uh, whether he was helping, whether he was working them, whether he was just hanging out, um, he man he was just he's always there, and. Um, it was always great when you walked in a show and saw Steve, uh, because Steve, Steve would always greet you. He'd always give you that big smile. He'd always give you a big hug. Uh, he'd always take the time to, to talk to you and to, uh, to truly listen, right? To, you know, he, he wasn't one of those guys that would ask, Hey, how you doing? And just, you know, not really pay attention to your response. He, he would really listen. And, um, and whether you saw Steve three or four times a week or whether you saw him once every two or three years, um, it was always like meeting your best friend again. He, he was just, Steve was such a, a fun, energetic, positive person to be around. And I know, you know, we say that about a lot of people, right? You, you always say how much of a positive influence they had and, and all this. And that. Man, it is. It is absolutely 100% true with Steve Branham. Uh, I don't know anybody who ever disliked Steve. I don't know anybody who ever had a bad thing to say about Steve. Um, I, I don't know why they would. Um, you know, Steve Steve would tell you what he thought, right? He wasn't afraid, you know, to to, to talk to you, to, to give you his opinion, to give you his thoughts. Um, but he did so in a uh, a caring way, right? It was not a, I'm telling you this because you're wrong. It was, I'm telling you this because I want you to be better. Um, he didn't do it for anything for himself. He did it to, to, to help you and to push you and to inspire you. And, um, and man, Steve was good at that. I don't, I don't even know the first time I ever met Steve. I really don't. I, I don't remember it. Cause like I said, he just was always there. Um, when I started attending shows, in Indiana, it seemed like he was always around, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sure we spoke at some point or another there because I was an inquisitive dude who wanted to know more about this business and be involved. And I, I'm sure at some point we talked. Right when I started managing, when I started wrestling, when I started promoting shows, I definitely interacted with him a ton because uh, no matter where it was in Indiana that that I was, it seemed like Steve was there. Uh, when I started promoting my own shows. In the late '90s, uh, early 2000s, uh, around that time period, whatever the years were, uh, I, I I don't recall off the top of my head. But anyway, when I when I first started promoting my own shows, I had a handful of guys that I wanted to use as my core group, and and Steve Branham or JT Branham, as he was has been known professionally, was part of that. I knew I wanted Steve Branham to to be my uh, my my heel manager. I, I wanted him. To, to be my guy that all the heels centered around, right? He would manage the 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 big group of heels, the core group of heels, the top-level heels, um, 
And that's what he did for me. And, and I knew that when I first started thinking about running shows that I wanted him, I wanted him there and I wanted him to be a part. There was just no, no question. Uh, he was among that first group of talent that, uh, that I wanted. And, uh, you know, and he was always, he was always so much fun to work with. And, um, he was always, he was always there early. He would always come and help, help set up chairs and, and help set up the ring or help whatever. And he always stayed late and helped clean it up and, and tear it down. And, um, and he never did it, you know, for anything for himself. He just, man, he just wanted to be there, wanted to be involved, wanted to help, wanted to, to be around, wanted to, to be around you, wanted to talk to you. And, um, I mean, I just, I have, you know, I never really traveled with Steve, uh, or anything. It was just always at shows, right. Sitting in locker rooms, uh, with him, you know, you know, laughing and joking and cutting up and, and working with him on shows and working with him on shows I promoted. And, um, I, I, you know, he's made a couple little spot appearances, uh, on the podcast, right. And, and some different things, uh, never did it, never did a full interview with him, unfortunately. And, and I, I really regret that obviously now, uh, he was always on the list and always one of those guys, you know, that I thought I'd get to, and I, and I knew he had, had, had gotten sick and I just thought, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say anything or, you know, impose now. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I'd had the, I wish the timing had been right where I would have, would have, would have got to. Um, but you know, he was, I mean, I, I, I worked and ran some shows that had just a handful of people at them and Steve was out there giving it everything he had because he, he loved it. And if there was one person in that crowd, man, he was going to get a reaction from that one person and he was going to work that show for that one person if need be. And, and he gave you everything uh, he did. If, if there was hundreds of people there, it, it was, it was same. And he was, um, you know, I remember, I remember driving to Indianapolis and meeting up with him and, and borrowing wrestling videos because he would have something that had some, some Dick the Bruiser TV or Dick the Bruiser match or something that I, didn't have or hadn't seen and Steve, Oh, Steve had it. So, Hey, come on up. And we'd meet up and he'd loan me his tapes and, or, or, you know, or make me copies or give them to me or whatever it might be. And, uh, was always, Oh, well, and is always glad to help, uh, you know, help out with that kind of stuff. And, and it was just, Oh man, it just, you know, it, it, it always sucks to lose someone in the wrestling community. Um, Man, but when you lose somebody that was such a, a huge positive influence on so many people for so long a time, anybody who who passed through the Indiana independent wrestling scene, and like I said, the last 30 or 40 years has probably encountered Steve Branham. And uh, I mean, this, this goes all the way up to guys who are now performing on national worldwide TV to guys that once did guys that had developmental deals, whatever. I mean, at some point in their process, they probably encountered Steve and, um, and it, and this one, it, like I said, it, it always sucks to lose somebody, but man, this one, this one hurts deep. It, it really, really does. And, um, I, I've got, you know, some people on who would like to share some memories of Steve and tell some stories of Steve. Uh, and I, and I do appreciate that because, uh, I mean, that's what it's about, right? That's what, <laughs> that's, that's what us in wrestling, what we like to do, man. We like to tell stories, right? We like to sit around and, and reminisce. And, uh, I mean, that's the whole premise of these podcasts is reminiscing and, and remembering and, uh, and telling stories and talking. That's, that's part of it. And, um, 
so I had, you know, there's some people that came on to do that and, and uh, sent me clips and, and, and everything uh, because this, this did come together very quickly, right? There was no way I could, I could rule, you know, sit down and call and talk to all these people. So they said, they recorded themselves as sent them clips because they, so many people wanted to be a part. And, um, you know, I've got a handful uh, on here and uh, we're going to, we're going to play those clips uh, right now. Dan Garza. Hi, my name is Diamond Dan Garza, and I was asked to get on here and share some stories and some memories of uh, Steve Branham, uh, known around wrestling here in Indiana as J.T. Branham, uh, but better known to us involved in wrestling here as Uncle Steve. Uh, I met Uncle Steve probably close to 30 years ago, uh, going to shows. You know, he'd go and help out different promotions, and uh, you know, at one point, uh, brought uh, his son Matt. Uh, to uh, train with me and uh, Jason Free, and uh, whether it's out in the Red Barn or at uh, Gold's Gym, uh, where we were at, he'd uh, come out. And then he was getting involved, uh, you know, helping out promotions behind the scenes. He'd do whatever it would be, help set up the ring, tear down, whatever it took. Um, and there's probably not a promotion in Indiana that Steve hasn't either been, you know, a commissioner for or a president for some sort of figurehead uh, out there, you know, during the shows, keeping things moving. I mean, he just wanted to be involved in wrestling. I mean, like most of us that older that grew up in Indiana involved in wrestling, uh, loved uh, Dick the Bruiser and his promotion. And I think that's where his love came from. And, uh, you know, just wanted to be involved in wrestling. And when he could, that's what happened. Um, you know, like I say, there's so many promotions that he's been involved with and helped out. And he's not the one that would uh, worry about the behind-the-scenes type stuff as far as politics and so forth. You know, he was just there to help. I mean, he wasn't there to, looking to make a, a huge payday. Most of the times, he, he volunteered his time uh, at some of these promotions helping out. But you're probably not going to find a person in, in the area here that would have a bad word to say about Steve um, because he wasn't that kind of person. You know, he was there to help. He was, helped to, he was there to uh, make the promotion better do what he could just to be involved in wrestling. Like I say, he had that love for it so much. So, I mean, there's really just not just one story that sticks out because Steve helped me out so much, you know, in some of the shows that I ran. And uh, like I said, I know he helped out a ton of other promotions in the area here and, you know, deserves all the, you know, praise that he's going to get here today uh, on this podcast. And, you know, in future, you know, he his name should be brought up. You know, there should be shows named after him. You know, he's just that type of guy that, uh, you know, not only, like say, his love of wrestling, uh, but people that loved him uh, in wrestling and the fans that went to the show. Uh, you know, whether he was the good guy, the bad guy, whatever it was as far as the figurehead, he did a great job. And I just want to uh, send my condolences out to Matt and Steve's family at this time. I mean, it's tough. I'm, I ran into Steve uh, on the south side. We both lived near the south side of Indianapolis, and, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I uh, ran into him. I was so happy to see him. Took a picture with him, which, you know, not everybody takes a picture every time they see somebody, but just something made me want to take a picture with Steve and, and post it online to show that, uh, you know, he was uh, still around and and uh, out and about. But, uh you know, unfortunately, one of the last times that I did see Steve, 
Um, so, you know, just kind of, you know, it hurts, you know, for somebody that uh, was so kind to everyone uh, to pass away and just, uh, you know, hadn't been out to some of the shows lately. So, uh, once again, my condolences out to his family. You know, hopefully there'll be a uh, ceremony of life that'll be announced soon that we can all go and share some more stories about Steve and speak of the things, great things that he done within wrestling. Marcus Fine. Hello, I'm Marcus Fine, and I was asked to do a little thing for J.T. Branham. So, uh, first off, I have to say that J.T. will be remembered as a friend who, to just about anybody he ever met. I mean, J.T. was always willing to help and was always there for anyone who needed him, whether it be for advice or whatever. J.T. was always a guy you could count on. Um, the thing I remember most about J.T. is he's one of the first guys that let me inside the inner workings of professional wrestling. Uh, we had several hours of discussions through PMs. Uh, if he was at a show he wasn't working, we would sit down and talk about a lot of things during the shows. He was uh, always made sure to uh, make contact with me if he knew I was in the building. He he always wanted me at his shows. JT was a good man, and I will never forget him. He will be dearly missed by everyone who knew the man. Um, JT, love you, brother. God bless, and uh, till we meet again. Chris Caliber. Hi, everybody. This is Andrew Brown. This is Chris Caliber on the Indiana Independent Wrestling Scene. I was asked to send in an audio clip to discuss my favorite memories with Steve Branham, but I can't give you an one favorite memory. Steve was everywhere on the Indiana independent scene. He was there in North Vernon when I started. He was in Madison. He was in Indianapolis. He was up in Marion, and he was back down in Columbus with Emerge Wrestling for a while. The best thing about Steve was whenever you would see him, He'd always give you that big dad hug, and he'd tell you exactly how he felt about you every single time, and he would always pump you up to be the best version of you that you could be. He was one of the people that believed in me from the very beginning, seeing me for the first time against the bouncer down in Madison, Indiana for Eric Draven's company, SCW. And again, in Emerge, when we ran into each other 20 years later, you know, he was still the same way pumping me up, pushing me to be the best I can be, was super happy to see me, always a big smile, always a big hug. Steve, you're going to be missed, buddy. You were one of the good guys in this business, and we definitely miss you a lot. Sign Guy. JT Branham was one of the most well-respected most liked individuals in all of Indiana professional wrestling. I got to work with him many times on a variety of different things. He was a guest on Trimbuckle Trimworld multiple times. One of my favorite stories is one that JT used to tell us. He worked for a promotion that used Even Colder, who was a knockoff of Stone Cold Steve Austin, JT was the commissioner of the promotion and somehow the World Wrestling Federation got a hold of JT's address and sent him a cease and desist letter informing him that he was in violation of copyrights 
for Stone Cold Steve Austin, even though clearly JT was not the owner of the company, but was just a figurehead commissioner. JT wrote a letter back saying he understood and no longer would they use even colder on their shows. There was no problem. They were happy to oblige. And he would always wrap up the story when he told it with, and I still have the letter in my desk drawer today. He loved that story. Loved the fact that WWF contacted him with a cease and desist, thinking he was actually the owner of the company. But we will definitely all miss JT, and hopefully we'll see him down the road. Cameron Starr. I was fortunate enough to get to know him pretty well in the early part of my career. We traveled together. We were on shows together. We worked together. So we spent a lot of time in the same circles. You have to keep in mind, when we traveled back then, this was the dark ages where GPS wasn't advanced and we had to print out MapQuest directions like pirates. And he always had this uncanny ability to take the wrong turn at least once. And in true, I'm the most positive guy in the room fashion, he would always say, I'm just trying to show you the park. To this day, if we're just driving around and my husband makes a wrong turn, he just says, I'm just trying to show you the park. But that's the kind of guy JT was, right? Like, Always a positive out of a negative. Always frown upside down, right? That's probably the thing pro wrestling as a whole misses the most. Greg Carey. I first met Steve Branham. It's got to be 30 years ago or close to it. I was dating a girl. I was fresh out of high school. And she was in a firefighters explorer program that Steve's son, Matt, was involved in. Somehow we got to talking about wrestling. A couple years passed. The girl and I had broken up. And I start going to Circle City Wrestling. I go for a summer where I'm taking my younger cousins with me. And then I start going alone because I believe they ran on Wednesday nights. And I started staying after and helping tear down. Now, I did not feel the ring was something I dared touch, but I folded chairs and stacked them. I swept the floor, whatever, anything to help. And that's kind of how I started really talking to Steve Moore and then Bob and Mike Samples, you know, the people who weren't afraid to talk to just a fan and worry about kayfabe. Go down the line a little farther after Circle City Wrestling had closed and then CCW 2000 opened. And by then I had met Kelly Tabor, and we were friends, and I started hanging out with her and eventually introduced her to Steve and Bob and everybody involved there. It was it was a truly great time. One time, Steve, Bob, Kindred, Kelly, and I all went for Halloween to IWA Mid-South. Now, I dressed up as Banjo Boy, a character I had come up with, and we don't need to go farther into that. Kelly dressed up, I believe, as a devil. Bob wore a Rastafarian wig that I had. And then Steve dressed in a dress and called himself 
I'm a Rizat, which was fun. And we just, in the middle of IWA Mid-South, and this was back in the days when CM Punk, Colt Cabana, Chris Hero, Corporal Robinson, Mark Wolf, Bullpain, all these great guys were there all the time, every week. Ace Steel, Danny Dominion, DJ Whitmer. I mean, it was a really amazing time to be there. And this was about the time I was really dipping my foot in, training, and just getting involved in wrestling. This is pre-IPW. And it was just, these were some of the best times of my life. Steve was a mentor and a friend. He encouraged me to continue on with wrestling, even though I'm not an athlete. I realized I was never going to be anything in the ring, but I could talk. I have a natural ability to get people not to like me when they first meet me. And it worked really well to be a manager. And Steve encouraged that. And I'm forever grateful for that. I'm going to miss my friend. This is Greg Carey. All right. And now I'm being joined by uh, Steve Branham's son, Matt. Matt, thank you for taking the time and joining me. No problem. Um, obviously, first of all, you know, condolences to you and your family uh, on, on losing your dad. Uh, you know, we could all talk about it, right? We lost, you know, a friend, but I mean, you lost your father. That's a whole different level. Um, yeah. And, uh, but talk to us a little bit, just talk to us a little bit about Steve. How, how did Steve get started in the wrestling business? I mean, I'm assuming he grew up a fan, but what, what made him you know, start helping out and start becoming involved? Well, um, we started going to local shows here in Indiana. Um, actually, believe it or not, it was around 1990 at Tyndall and that was around the time we started noticing there were local shows here. And we started going for the first few years, and then around 93 or 4, um, the guy that was running shows downtown decided they were going to move from there to, to Southfield Armory. And look, a couple years that, he decided he was going to stop running shows uh, as the, that promotion. And then Dad and I started helping out. I showed like with security. And then the very first show there, he was doing like a spotlight up on a scaffold. <laughs> and we kind of went from there. And then later on, um, we moved from there to the building over on Meridian Street, which was owned by, I'm not going to mean I don't remember this guy, but he was a big downtown. He was known as Mr. Green, the popcorn king. <laughs> and we had go, started going there. And then they were wanting to find out a name they come up with. And I remember dad and a couple others saying, well, we're in the circle city. Why not call it circle city wrestling? And that circle city wrestling was born. Um, dad was an announcer. He also helped use sound and he also helped uh, sell food. Iowa security ring crew, even back then. <laughs> and we started doing more shows and more shows. And eventually um, a few years later, circle city was taking off really well. And like WCW does now, we would they would do shows um, every Thursday night. And I remember a lot of times the place was packed. I mean, it's just like doing like the fall and winter. And we started being more and more involved. I started traveling with some shows. And then, so the promotion then went from probably, I would say, maybe 94 to about 97. 97, of course, I graduated high school. And then me and dad started going to even more shows. There was some other promotions here as well. And I started going to shows, and then about 98, we were at a ECW show at Tyndall Armory. And that was the first time we had seen one of those shows live, because we'd had, like before that, for Sickle City, we had like Sabu, Rob Van Dam. Uh, this is back when the ECW was still getting, getting, getting momentum. And it was about 98 when I started training. And I remember Dad and I, we 
got trained. Um, I was trained down at the old Gold Gym in Greenwood, and go to classes there like maybe a couple times a week. And then after that, turn happened. Dad would get more involved. Like he would be, you know, like kind of like a general manager, commissioner in their promotions, and then also announce times. And then he would also start managing. That's that's about the time he started managing. And we would go shows like down south, mainly North North Vernon, Columbus. Uh, and I remember one of the first shows we did um, was in North Vernon for Roger Blade, of course. <laughs> and about two or three years later, maybe about 99, 2000, is when we started getting more training. Like he started going to gain more training from Jimmy Kikilia, Jimmy Reynolds, one half of the Brave Arts. And we worked with several people at that point. Um, of course, the late Kelly Tabor, the Diva, Apollo Star, and several others. And it just, you know, we just do it from then and we started doing all these shows like on weekends, some Fridays and Saturdays, even some Sundays. And being involved with that, we were, got to know so many people and going to different shows here and there. And of course, there would be some shows where, like local shows where, and that's where we got starting involved with um, what was called Circle City Wrestling 2000. Um, that was something that we brought about again. Uh, ran for about maybe two, two and a half years. And then, of course, after a while, we just started having more shows and more shows. So it was, it was getting harder for us to run them here. And that was where we did, like, you know, some more Dale shows down south, you know, for Jerry Wilson, shows up north. It just got, you know, so many good shows we did, like Blizzard Jr., Boba Brazil Jr., and others. And we even went over to Ohio to uh, Cambridge, Ohio. Probably maybe about about three hour drive from here because it's on the other side of Cincinnati, and we did just shows there like maybe like one Friday, one Saturday. Sometimes we would come back after the Saturday night show. Of course, later on we end up staying over there because it just got to be too much driving back and forth to, after a second night. Um, and we just been involved with that and there. And of course, Dad and I, you know, um, would do like shows together. We ride together, all that. And I remember. One time we were doing a show in North Vern, and <laughs> he doesn't remember the drive home, but I do. It was night where it was one of Roger Blaze shows, and had a good crowd. And of course, um, during one of the matches, it was um, he was on the ring apron, he was managing. He got knocked off the ring apron, you know, about maybe the second or third row of chairs. <laughs> Fractured his tailbone. He didn't realize he did it at first, but he, <laughs> um, thankfully enough, it healed up though. So. Um, but uh, I remember, you know, shows we'd done we, up north, like Lafayette, uh, Fort Wayne, a um, couple shows up in Burnettsville, which is up past uh, Kokomo. And he wrestled up there. I, of course, wrestled and refereed up there. And, you know, we just enjoyed it so much. And then I remember, you know, all the people we've known over the years, I mean, guys from down at OVW, that before OVW was developmental, back when it was just OVW, like Mike Samples, Victor Bruiser, Victor Lewis, you know, Flash, all those guys we still know today. And it was probably about 2016, I think, when the late Rob Kincaid um, asked Dan, I said, what would you guys think if Circle State started up again? I would put it, help you guys run it, put in the money. And we said, okay, hell yeah, let's do it. And so we started out German Park. Um, first show was a free show because it was outside. But that very first show we did, I'm like, man. And we probably did almost 600 people at that first show. And then the second show was outside because it was still nice. And then we decided, well, 
he's going to go. So he moved into a Turner building down there. And every show we did was a top notch show. I mean, we had, you can believe how many people we had and we had animal. We had, you know, Kennedy too cool before Brian Christopher passed away, but it was just, it was just overall. I mean, throughout the years we've been doing this, you know, he and I together, have been doing this, well, I'm still in it, but he, we've been doing this almost 30 years. I mean, 25 years total. Um, I know there was a time where he kind of got out of rock because I remember he had um, about maybe somewhere between 2005 and 10, and of course he had hernia surgery, but thankfully he recovered from that. Um, but after that, you know, he because he was diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer uh, around 2014, I think. We didn't know that's what it was at first. We thought maybe, you know, he'd just been sick. And because what happened was, see, he had lost weight because he wanted to, you know, get his weight down and everything. He had been stopped eating so much fast food and all that and started drinking this water and everything. So I was weight. Well, he put some of it back on and then he realized, I realized that he had started losing weight again. We're sure why. Well, come to find out, he had um, that type of cancer and he went to uh, Wisher, which was at the time, and it turned out what it was. And they said there's things we can do. Well, it turned out he went through chemo. And a lot of people don't realize this, but the same doctor he had also treated Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. So he had the exact same doctor treating him. <laughs> um, but, and he got recovered from that. Of course, he lost a, a, a kidney and a testicle, but he recovered and got through all that. And he was okay. He had been cancer free since that time. Um, but after that, you know, Everything was going good. We were doing more shows. And, you know, like I said, when Circle City came back and started up again, it was just a great thing. And sadly, we lost Rob back in 2018. Um, and the next couple of years were good. But around that, we were, you know, still doing shows here and there, down south, a couple up north, here and some here too. And it was probably around 2021, 20, I think, or maybe 2022, where he had an accident. It was actually right here by where we lived. And a car hit him head on. Well, of course, we weren't sure what severe damage was. Of course, he had a broken finger. But we're not sure if he had hit his head um, during the accident. We weren't sure. But like this, like last year, the year before, year before last, actually, he kind of started like getting a little bit confused and everything. We thought maybe that was causing the accident, you know, because I know sometimes that things like that happen. And we come to find out this last year that he had to have surgery to relieve a subdural hematoma in his brain. And we thought maybe that's could have been probably what caused the problems with the, you know, there's all kinds of problems that you have from car accidents and all that. But not more than a few months ago, we found out that turns out it was um, dementia. Uh, we didn't know it at first, but it was maybe about like, maybe like right near the end of uh, October, we found out that's what it was. And we know there's all kinds of things and problems that can happen from that too, you know, health problems and all that. Well, we had him uh, in the hospital. And because after his um, hematoma surgery, he seemed like he was doing okay. But after that, it just, you know, it just kind of went down from there. And then we had him, uh, took him to, um, to one of the hospitals and he had a, got a touch of the flu. He recovered a kidney because they made antibiotics and all that. But then more than like about a couple of weeks later, he had developed a case of pneumonia. But surely they gave him, you know, medicine for that and he recovered. But after that, I was just like, they're not sure if part of that could be from the illness or what. But 
after around end of November, beginning of December is kind of like when we had him in a like assist living home and he lasted the whole month in December and New Year's matter of fact it was it was Sunday New Year's morning is when my mom got the call and we found that he had passed away. Um but you know I'll tell you this um you know on aside from being in the business as long as we both have been I was glad that I've gotten to do it with him. I was glad that we both got involved at the same time. Also, not only that, but I'm glad that we also got to actually <laughs> tag together a couple of times. So we, we did a, a couple of shows again, so we tagged together. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of people that, that we've known, that we train with, I train with, that, you know, they, they're going to miss them. You know, we're all going to miss them. I know that yeah. um, I'm trying to hopefully – Fingers crossed. I'm trying to get a few people to help me maybe do a like a memorial slash tribute show. Yeah. I'd like to see if I knew maybe do like like over a week and make one like like uh maybe like one like on a Saturday and one like on a Sunday. That way I can have enough people for both shows. Um but I think now every time I go into a ring, it doesn't matter where it is, it can be WWO, it can be down for emerge or whatever, but I know every time I step in the ring I'm gonna probably get in the ring and maybe even give a little pat to the apron because you know, he he and I have always been wrestling fans since I was a kid, maybe when he was a kid. But um, I was just glad to have had him as a father, um, I guess a friend, partner. And we and we were we were partners when we ran the shows too, because when me, him, and Rob would do Circle City again, um, he would kind of help like be upstairs, you know, help in the locker room. And Rob would kind of be back and forth. And I would kind of be like out on the floor mainly, kind of like, keeping on everybody and all that. So kind of like a like a not security, more like a like a, like a oversee everything out there. But I'll tell you, it's. I mean, I know that. I've really had so many people who can hopefully share their thoughts and their you know memories of him. But uh, I'm definitely going to keep everybody updated on when we're going to have the service. Um, of course, he is getting cremated because um, he's going to be um, doing a they do research like somebody donates their body for medical research, so they're doing that. Um, so we'll find out where we're going to get his ashes, but um, I will definitely keep everybody updated on when the surface is going to be. Um, I'm thinking maybe when it gets a little bit warmer, <laughs> so that we can have so many you know people come. Um, maybe I'm hoping maybe maybe end of February, maybe sometime in March. So yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, I've always we just got to find a, a venue to do it in. Yeah, but um, I've always said that. Like it... I said, it's you know it's been a little hard, but you know we're getting through it and everything. But um, I just want to say to everybody out there, you know, if you will see this, I want to say thank you so much for having known him. For all those people who knew him as JT or Uncle Steve or Jay or whoever, but a lot of you know him as, as Steve and I know him as Dad. So I know that um I know that I'm always gonna carry a piece of him with me no matter where I go. Especially now. Yeah. I've always said that uh I, I don't like you said, twenty five, thirty years. Seemed like any show you went to, Steve was there. Whether he was working, whether he's helping, whether as a fan, he was always there, and uh, you'd run into oh, him yeah. everywhere. And uh, man, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like I don't. It's how do you? It's hard to even imagine Indiana wrestling without Steve Branham uh, around. Yeah. And uh, true. And it's like you know, I mean, I I've worked with him. Uh, I ran some shows in North Vernon, and when I started running those shows, I knew I wanted Steve on there, and and I had him as a manager. Uh, doing the hill manager, I you know right. I, he was one of the guys I knew I wanted there because he was such a good guy, and I knew he'd be easy to work oh, yeah. with, and um, and it's just, and he was such a good guy, uh, 
but yeah, like I said, you know, I mean, I, you know, my, my heart aches for you guys. Cause like, you know, we, we were all, we all knew him, you know, anybody in wrestling knew him as a friend, but it's different. I mean, not only was your father, but you spent so much time with him. Like you said, so you, it was different. I mean, it was different than what we most, most of us know with our dads, no matter how we're close, you spent so much time on the road and with him. Um, I, yeah. I can only imagine how, how that next level that was. Uh, but, uh, but I do want to thank you, Matt, for, um, for, for I me, mean, for sharing your dad with us all these years. I mean, I, you know, he, he, you know, he was close to a lot of us and, uh, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, and you, I mean, you know, you were a son, but you know, you shared his time and, and his passion and, and you know, and, and everything. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about him. Like I said, I know it's still fresh, so it can't, you know, it can't be easy. Um, yeah. Before, before we go, like you said, there's been so many people online that have just talked about Steve so much. What do you think he would think of all this and people sharing stories and sending love? What What do you think Steve's reaction would be if he if he saw that? Well, I think he would love it. I think he'd appreciate it because there were so many people that he knew in and out of this business. I mean, a lot of people we knew professionally and personally. Um, I think that people really appreciated what he did and what he brought to not just the business but to them as well because, you know, we would always – talk about certain things like i mean i know times when we would you know travel with like camera star and her husband or you know rob whatever they, 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 we, we would share things we would share things about you know life and what we want to do um talk about the business of course we talk about other things as well but i think that he would truly appreciate all of the people that he knew all the people that knew him and all of the years that he had been doing wrestling all the years that he'd been doing um also the um Managing he's done, the now scene, you know, commissioner, whatever. But I just think that I know that he'd appreciate everything everybody done for him and with him. You know, we did. I mean, we appreciate every single promotion or every single person we've met over the years. It's just been, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's there's tons of people out there, tons of promotions, tons of organizations, but no matter what, those that we those that came on that road with us you know, will always know what he meant to wrestling and what he meant to the business and just what he meant in general to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I wanted to do something just to, something to just tip, tip our hat and let you, you and your family know how much he meant to us. And I, I hope Steve knew when he was alive. I hope, I hope people told him and I hope he knew while he was still with us, how much people appreciated him. Um, you know, and I hope people told him and, and I hope he felt that love before. So. Oh yeah, I know he did. Good. Good. Well, again, Matt, thank you. I, like I said, I'm not going to keep you long. I know this is, I know this is a crazy time for you and a busy and an emotional time, but I do appreciate you giving me a little bit of time and participating in this. And, and like I said, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope we do your dad right and showing him a little love.